0: No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment, and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE System.
1: Nobody wins unless everybody wins.
0: This is your time. We're in this game.
1: As they say in hockey let's
2: do that hockey welcome to another episode of line change the nhl betting podcast from the action network i'm your host sean zarillo filling in today for michael lieboff my friend and editor and co islanders fan yes we have to fulfill a quota and get an islanders fan on every piece of action network content that we have joined today by professional better so money sports one of my favorite follows and a person who i will trust with my money on all of his NHL plays, so long as I can get the right number. I'm happy to tell him blindly, but I'm more happy to get his analysis today on these games. And we have a loaded 11-game slate for Tuesday as we head into the All-Star break for the NHL. We're going to take you through all these games, but first, we're going to get started with our two favorite underdogs. First game that we're going to look at, the Florida Panthers, minus 145 on the road against the New York Rangers, plus 125 at home. Total sitting at six and a half, minus 120 to the under. Florida coming in on a back-to-back. Sergey Bobrovsky playing the game on Monday. So we'll see whether Spencer Knight is in net for Tuesday. And Igor Shesterskin, your current Vezina favorite, plus 300 in that market, should be going for the Rangers. So, money, tell me why you're betting on my nemesis, my least favorite team in all sports, the New York Rangers.
1: Well, to be honest with you, the Rangers are starting to become uh, my least favorite team in the league as well even though I love Shostryk in there. But um, as you mentioned, the Panthers are playing right now, Bobrovsky in goal. I do anticipate that uh, Spencer Knight will be in net tomorrow. He has put together a couple of good games now after a terrible start, but those wins were against the depleted Canucks team and a low event game against Vegas. So I will need to see some more from him before I kind of upgrade him out up there. Um, I have mentioned a few times, uh, I am looking to fade the Rangers long-term, but it's really difficult to go against Igor. So... While the Panthers continue to get the results, all credit to them, their level of play has dropped a bit. They are playing right now against Columbus and they look good. So that being said, it is against Columbus. So that needs to be taken into account. But with Shosturkin in goal against probably Spencer Knight, I will be on the Rangers as my dog as as much as it pains me to do it.
2: So going into the all-star break, I mean, there's a chance that a team could play the same goalie on back-to-back days. What roughly, in terms of a percentage, don't want you to give too much away, but roughly, if they were to play, if you were to adjust from a fully rested Bobrovsky to a Spencer Knight versus a Bobrovsky playing in a back to back day, dropping to Spencer Knight, is there, is it like a 5% decrease? Is it like 3%? Do you have like a, a rough range that that would fall into?
1: It's tough to say because it depends on like the current form, right? So, and Spencer Knight. He's in a situation right now where I'm kind of not sure where he's going to go because he's not as bad as he's shown previously, but he's also not as good right now as he was coming into the league last year. So I I wouldn't be able to answer that right now, but um, it does depend on, on, on the goaltender's current forms. In fact, Bobrovsky has also struggled a bit too. So with both of these guys, they're both kind of, in that limbo stage for me right now. So I have to see kind of where they, where, where they go over the next few games before I can give a more uh, definitive answer to that.
2: Fair enough. Yeah. I, I grew up playing travel hockey and I was a goalie. So it's goalies and the drop-off relative to starters and backups in the NHL, especially as a baseball better as well, is something that's fascinating to me because that is what influences the line. And there's only 60 goalies in the NHL, or, or 60 to 90 compared to 150 starting pitchers in baseball. So, the, the relative of above and below average is, is something that's very fascinating to me with goalies. I have to find the ugliest underdog on the board, and that would be the Arizona Coyotes. Plus 385, currently on the money line. I'm going to wait for plus a plus 400. Third time the Coyotes and the Avalanche have played this season. Yes, I bet them on January 14th. Plus 545, ended up closing plus 460. Consensus? And yes, they lost in a shootout in the most painful way possible. Expect the goal differential five-on-five. The gap between these two teams is narrowed. You would think based on the line you're betting the worst team in the NHL against the best team in the NHL, but that's not necessarily the case. Arizona's actually crept up to 28th at five-on-five over their past 25 games. Colorado has fallen outside of the top 10. They're currently sitting 11th. So I think a plus 400 or better. Arizona certainly warrants a stab just for the pain alone and to see how they manage to bring it upon us. But in the spirit of Michael Leboff, Arizona will certainly be a play on my Tuesday card. Before we get to our best bets for Tuesday, we're going to take you through the rest of the slate. And we're going to start off with the Toronto Maple Leafs, minus 200 on the money line on the road against the New Jersey Devils. Now, there's five teams in action on Tuesday that are coming in on back-to-backs. This is the only matchup between two teams that are both playing on Monday. The Devils have actually been around league average in terms of expected metrics at five on five over the past two seasons, but they're underperforming 27th in total points captured of available standing points this year. Big difference on the power play as well. Toronto, the best power play in the league. Devils in the bottom eight. So many. Any plays on this game? Any reason to fade? Toronto, another of my least favorite teams.
1: I'm not necessarily looking to fade Toronto. I do think that they have underperformed a bit relative to my expectations recently, but that's just the ebb and flow of the season. Mrazik will be in goal. That has been confirmed. We should expect to see Gillies in net for, for the Devils, who interestingly enough has looked the best out of all the devils goaltenders but that's not saying much with the level of goaltending that they've gotten this year the devils do continue to trend poorly defensively but at six and a half i think that that has already been captured in the line i will probably be passing on that game unless if like that number drops for like whatever reason but i don't anticipate any any uh, under money when the when the market opens up
2: Next game on the board, the San Jose Sharks, plus 220 on the road, taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning, minus 260 at home. Total sitting in a flat six. Lightning were hoping to maybe get Nikita Kucherov back before the all-star break. Doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Sharks without Eric Carlson for an extended period after getting injured last week. Tampa actually sitting seventh in expected goal differential this year. San Jose about mid-pack, overachieved it looks like slightly in terms of their percentage of points captured. Any value on this game for you?
1: It's an interesting matchup. I have been low on the Sharks for a while. So their downswing here it isn't too surprising, but we do need to keep in mind that they've played some stiff competition lately. Um, and it won't get easier, obviously, against Tampa Bay. I do expect Vasilevsky to get the start, in which case I will be off the game. But interesting to note here that if we do get Elliott in net, as usual in a Tampa game with 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 Elliott, you want to look at the over. But it won't be as automatic as it usually is because the Sharks are back to playing a defensive brand of hockey that we saw earlier in the season. They got away from that for a little bit, but it looks like they're back there. For the right number, I can get there, but right now, I'm not there.
2: Yeah, just to see if they just completely changed their playing style without Carlson and his ability to push the puck.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
2: Uh, Seattle Kraken. Now, I, I looked up their point total coming into the year before this podcast, And correct me if I'm wrong, but it was 92, which seems insane in hindsight. Uh, They're pacing for about 60 points, last place in the Pacific. It's been pretty embarrassing, frankly. They're plus 215 on the road against the Boston Bruins, minus 260 at home. Pretty much status quo for the Bruins, as they have been over the past few years. Total sitting at 5.5, minus 120 to the over. A little bit surprising it's so low, I guess, considering how bad the Kraken are defensively in a net. Any value on this game for you? Boston, obviously one of the best teams in the league. They're just in maybe the best division in the league with four of the eight teams in that division sitting amongst the eight Stanley Cup favorites.
1: In hindsight, that point total looks look, looks horrible. But full disclosure, I was one of those who, who was higher on the Kraken coming into the season, and they just haven't received um, any sort of NHL-caliber goaltending. And they've had to go through injuries to key offensive guys there. But if you look at the Kraken, they have been an under team for me all season. And I've just been, I got burned early in the season and I've been just waiting for their goaltending to even get to an average level, which it might be getting there. So uh, with uh, with Grubauer playing better the last couple of games here, um, they, they may be turning a corner. But, of course, you still want to give it some time considering how bad he's been to start the season. And it's no secret that Seattle needs to be in low-event games in order to be successful. In this matchup, I think the Bruins will comply, keeping it a low-event game here after their pro- defensive showing against Dallas on Sunday night. I would prefer Swayman in goal here. With Allmark, it it does change the number a bit, but I would be looking at the uh, at at the under in this case.
2: Yeah, I mean, I lost a ton of money betting the Kraken early in the year. I think I had a, a higher opinion of them as well compared to the market, uh, like you did, and ended up costing me some money. And eventually, I stopped betting them. All right, let's move on to my favorite team, the New York Islanders. Minus is two seventy at home seems a bit wild against the Ottawa Senators. Plus two twenty on the road. They're on a back-to-back. Now, the expected metrics between these two teams is what's interesting. Over the last 25 games, the Senators actually have a better expected goal differential compared to the Islanders. The Islanders under Trotz have never rated well in terms of advanced metrics due to the system that they play. But I just found it interesting that Ottawa is actually ahead of them. I think Ottawa is a team that you've talked about potentially jumping in on when they're playing less talented teams. Not the top of the league teams, but teams who are in the middle at the bottom. If it wasn't a homer, I'd say this is probably a decent spot for the Senators. And I was a bit surprised at the price. Do you think this number's off?
1: I do. I have been waiting for the Islanders to get it together. But at some point, you just got to jump ship. The Islanders have shown that they are able to beat up on the weaker teams in the league. But they do struggle when they step up in class. And it did cost me on um, Sunday night betting on them against the Wild. They are coming off disappointing couple of losses here against the Kings and wild and they do catch an Ottawa team on a back-to-back but um, it's it's tough to make a case for the Islanders at all at this number I expect Sorokin and Ned but if we do get Varlamov and the Islanders number drifts um, I think that there is value on the Senators so that goaltending for the Islanders there is um, something that I'll be I'll I'll be monitoring and I also think that if you do want to bet the Sens you want to wait for a little bit later in the day because the Islanders should be taking money as they've been doing the last uh, little bit here.
2: Yeah, I think as a former goalie and somebody who's played and watched a lot of hockey in my life, it's been pretty evident that Sorokin is a much better goaltender than of oh, yeah. uh, since the first – after Sorokin's first few struggles at the beginning of last year, he's really just settled in. He's phenomenal. Let's move on to your favorite team. Now, actually, I have a different opinion on the underdog side of this one because I think your Canucks make for an interesting play. Plus 170 on the road against Nashville, minus 210 at home. Total sitting at six, minus 120 the under. Thatcher Demko should probably get the start on Tuesday, Just makes me interested in that plus 170 number. Curious, like, I, I know you mentioned before you have to look at goalie form and how they're doing. I don't know if you have a rough adjustment from Halak to Demko when they're both fresh but obviously we both know that one of them is far superior. How do you see your Canucks through an unbiased lens in terms of this matchup?
1: So the Canucks are on a back-to-back here, and these two teams did play recently. It was a tight, low-event game that the Canucks took 3-1. I don't see that changing. Um, I think that both of these teams match up in in a tight game, in which case you do want to... Look at the big dog there. But Vancouver does profile as an under team right now. And I have mentioned in previous episodes how Nashville has transitioned back to an under team as well. When the year started, they were an under team. Then we moved them to two overs, and now they're back profiling as an under. Um, Of course, we have to ensure or confidently assume that Saros is going to start a net for the Preds because that's another team that has a big drop-off in um, in, in goaltending there. And if that is the case, I will be looking at the under here.
2: So Demko, Saros, under six would be a solid play if we get that confirmation. Buffalo, plus 275, going against the Vegas Golden Knights in Las Vegas, minus 350 at home, total sitting at a flat six. Now, this line opened around minus 300, actually minus 290 in some spots, and keeps tipping the Vegas way. In terms of ROI, since Vegas joined the league, they're actually the best team or most profitable team in the NHL in our database. 59% win rate, 4% ROI, no matter how you split it. Home, underdog, favorite. On the road, they've been profitable in pretty much every category. So, generally undervalued, maybe are the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm not interested in Buffalo whatsoever here. Don't know if you have a side or a total for this
0: matchup.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have much interest in this game besides Vegas, as they've been getting healthier. I do want to be betting them, but um, here as a significant favorite, I, I just I, I got i got nothing here.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I looked at this game and I was just like. I didn't even want to write notes down for it just because (laughs) it just seemed like a game that I would never bet in a million years. So glad we agree, one to pass on. That brings us to our top shelf bets for Tuesday, our favorite bets in the NHL. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. Now I'm going to let you kick things off. We've got a matchup between the Washington Capitals and the Pittsburgh Penguins, one of the best rivalries in the NHL over the past few decades. And it's interesting, I was looking into some Team profit stats, as I mentioned with Vegas in the game before this, the two most profitable teams in our database dating back to 2005 are the Washington Capitals and the Pittsburgh Penguins, which is right when Sidney Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin joined the league. Both teams, about plus 30 units or so over that span, a 2% ROI, so pretty interesting, but in their head-to-head matchups, the Penguins have a 54-40 to advantage straight up. They have a 10.5% ROI against the Capitals, 57.4% win rate, that includes playoff matchups. Now, obviously, Crosby and Ovechkin haven't been active necessarily for all those games, but only four points between them in the standings, and these teams have separated themselves from the rest of the Metropolitan Division. Pittsburgh 6th, Washington 11th, and expected goal differential. I've heard you say on previous episodes that the Penguins are actually a team that takes steam, generally speaking, on the mornings of games. There's been slight action, minus 140 to minus 160 in the movement since open are already here. Is there a buyback price on the capitals and which direction are you going with the total?
1: So I do think that the penguins are going to continue steaming up. I think that off their current losses, I think that the market wants to to get on them. And the other thing too, is that the capitals are coming off an impressive and surprising win in Dallas. I say surprising because Dallas took a ton of money. So it did surprise the market a bit. And also when we do look at the penguins three losses here, one was in overtime, one was in a shootout, and they lost a tight game to the Kings. So I'm not taking too much away from them here. I don't think the market will do. As you've said that the Penguins takes team every morning. In terms of a buyback price, it's tough to say right now because it does depend on who's going to start a net for the Caps. We're seeing it a lot this year, uh, more than I can remember, where the Capitals are another team that, surprisingly, there is a difference between Vanacek and Samsonov. We didn't anticipate that to be the case, but Samsonov has struggled this year. The Penguins, after a brief break, they are back to profiling as an under team. The Capitals have been there all year for me, but they just haven't gotten consistent goaltending, which has kept me off of their unders, even though I've been wanting to bet it. It does look like that Vanacek should be the starter. And he has been playing well recently. So with his current form against what should be Tristan Jari, I do have interest in the under in this game. And that's what I will be making as my best bet here.
2: Do you find that generally speaking, teams who are in the same division who play each other more often, like in the NFL, tend to have games that trend under later in the season? Or is that just a theory that might be unfounded?
1: I think it depends on the team. So for example, like for a, A couple of teams that trend under anyways with Washington and Pittsburgh, I think there is something to that. It also depends on where they are in the standings as well. So, and last year was a perfect example where you had teams just playing in their in their own divisions all the time what we saw is that later in the season when you had teams that were out of it even though they've played in some cases it, it it was like 9 10 times last year those games were not lower scoring but under profiling teams who are playing their ninth time against each other and they're both in the playoff picture those games did tend to trend under
2: yeah always matchup dependent i think that's what people lose sight of they They look into the trend and fail to see the matchup aspect of it too, which you always need to factor in. So I've got a couple of best bets here. My top shelf bets, a pair for Tuesday, but both fall under the same criteria, which is why I'm looping them together. The Winnipeg Jets minus 145 on the road against the Philadelphia Flyers and the Calgary Flames minus 120 on the road against the Dallas Stars. Now we have a number of systems here at the Action Network, and I'm generally speaking not a system better. I originate my own lines for MLB try to follow sharp people like so many sports for NHL. But there are some systems that have a long-term data sample, which I do tend to trust. And one of them is well-rested visiting favorites in the NHL. Road favorites between three and four days off, dating back to 2005, 63.7% win rate, plus 93 units for a consistent $100 or better, 10.5% ROI. Look at those same teams on the puck line, 39% win rate, but plus 97 units and a 10.9% ROI. Calgary, Winnipeg, both fit that criteria for Tuesday. Looking at the Calgary matchup, first and expected goal differential on the season, past 25 days, past 10 games, no matter how you split it. Dallas sitting closer to league average, ranked first and 18th respectively over the past 25 games. And then Winnipeg, 16th versus 28th on the season, expected goal differential, 19th and 26th over the last 25 games. So that gap is narrowed a little bit but Philadelphia obviously going through a very difficult period and a very rough stretch of hockey. Calgary would probably be my pick between those two plays, but I'm likely going to play both of them. I'm going to play Arizona as well. Those are my best bets for Tuesday. So many sports. He's going with the New York Rangers, my least favorite team maybe in all of sports, on the money line, and he's going to go with the under 5.5 between the Pittsburgh Penguins and Washington Capitals, provided we get the correct goalie matchup. For so many sports, I'm Sean Zarillo. It's been an absolute pleasure. May the hockey gods be with you on Tuesday evening. And until next time, best of luck.